You're in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. This is Dave Lappin post-game comments after the Bengals win 27-15 over the then undefeated Miami Dolphins. And Dave, first things first, we have to talk about what happened with Tua. Uh, that's going to be the, the I think talked about more than the Bengals win as far as on a national scene. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, Tua was nicked up. You know, coming into the football game, he had, uh, you know, it was questionable. Did he have a concussion? Did he not? Uh, back injury, you know, they were talking about was was the thing that was, was his major problem. But uh, he, he left the stadium, went to the hospital with uh, head and neck injuries. He has been released. He has flown home with the team. So that's all good news. Uh, he didn't have to stay overnight for any observation or anything else. He had full uh, movement and motion in all his extremities when they t- took him to the hospital, uh, when they checked him on en route to the hospital. So um, he he took a shot, though. I mean, there's no question about it. He he got ragdolled to the ground and landed on his backside shoulder, and then his head, you know, hit the ground and snapped up like it did last week. I mean, for that to happen two straight weeks is uh, is almost a, a cruel coincidence. There's no question about that. But I thought. I thought Tupal played himself a pretty good game. I thought he played the run pretty darn well, and uh, that was his, his first sack, and it was a big one because obviously uh, with with the injury, you don't you you never hope for somebody to get hurt, but the fact that it did occur on that play, you know, was a factor in the football game. There's no question. I think everybody always talks offense. I want to stay with defense. You talk about Tupo, uh, but Lou Anarumo's defense again comes up big. Von Bell, two interceptions tonight. Von Bell um, had two interceptions in high school, never had two interceptions in a game at, at uh, the collegiate level or in the National Football League. So that was good. That was good for him to experience that and on a nationally televised game. I mean, I thought those were those were obviously huge, huge factors in the football game. But, let, you know, with the defense, uh, let, let's look at them. In week one against Pittsburgh, the offense turned it over five times, but equally – insignificant is the defense had no takeaways and you know you lose a football game you should have won it was because of that minus five well fast forward to this football game Von Bell's got the two interceptions the offense doesn't turn it over at all and now instead of minus five after week one they're plus one after week four so they've climbed their way back into the plus department in the turnover ratio they've got one more takeaway than they have a giveaway and starting from where they started off from that's uh that's fairly significant and you know they've uh they won the turnover battle in their last two games in the victories and they, they they won the turnover battle in their in their second game that they lost by by one but uh that that's that's a constant you you win the turnover ratio you're going to win a high percentage of games in the National Football League so that's uh that's preached you know on a on a weekly basis there's no question about that i thought another factor in the football game on third down, in the first half, the Dolphins were one for four. In the second half, one for six on third down. For, you know, two for ten overall, third down conversion. So every time that defensive football team got them to a reasonable, you know, down and distance on third down, they got the Dolphins off the football field. And I thought it was pretty big in the first couple of drives of the second half. You know, one, two, three, and out. They had three, three, and outs, I believe, in the in the second half of the game. And you know, they, they basically had the bend but don't break. The Dolphins start at the 10-yard line, drive all the way down inside the 5-yard line, 
and uh, they, they bowl their neck and, and hold it to a field goal opportunity. And so then you look at the other factor, which is always big, is red zone. And uh, the, the Miami Dolphins score one touchdown and three red zone opportunities and have to settle for two field goals and only one for three, 33% touchdown conversion. The Bengals, three red zone opportunities, they score two touchdowns and kick a field goal. They go 66%. So that was a big deal in the football game. There's no doubt. In, you know, the other thing, Dave, special teams, I mean, the Dolphins have a field goal blocked by the Bengals and they missed an extra point. They left four points in the field. In a, in a game that was very, very close. It ended up being a two-score game, but it was anybody's football game. You know, in the final six minutes, I think it's still a two-point game. So um, those, those, those were big plays by special teams. So, honestly, it was another complimentary performance. The offense did enough. Uh, special teams assisted. But the group, like you say, Dave, that has been the most consistent week in and week out of the three phases by far the defense and as the old saying goes, it doesn't matter how many yards you accumulate, how many points you're putting on the board. And Lou Anarumo's crew has allowed four touchdowns in four games. They've given up five touchdowns, but one was a pick six on Joe Burrow, you know, the second play of the season. So four touchdowns in four football games, defense allowing, that's going to win you a ton of football games in the National Football League. Yeah, and you got the on the edge there, the H&H boys, as you call them, Hubbard and Henriksen, they create havoc, and they were doing that tonight. And then you add in the play of Logan Wilson at linebacker. I mean, this Logan Wilson should be getting Pro Bowl talk all, all this season with the way he's playing right now. Third and one, for him to have that big play, that downhill stuff him uh, on third and one was massive. I agree with you. They're playing, uh, they're playing good football at a, you know, at at, uh, at all three levels. I think complimentary football. You can say on, on that defensive side of it as well. I think, you know, up front they're they're doing what they're supposed to do, and the linebackers are where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And the, uh, on the back end, they're communicating very well, and uh, they're passing things off in a timely fashion on that back end. I thought a big difference in this football game. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about Hill and Washington, rightfully so. I mean, they, they both run sub four three forties, so it's like, man, this is an Olympic track team out there. Well, Hill had his moments. He had 10 catches, 160 yards. He had a big 64-yarder where, you know, Cheeto was, like, battling for that. He made a great play on it, but the coverage wasn't terrible. It wasn't like he was wide open running free down the football field. Uh, that was that was a huge play. That was, you know, a big chunk of his 160 yards, and he had another 26-yarder, so 86 of it came in two catches. Um, so they, they did a decent job on him, and then Waddle, they, Waddle couldn't compliment Hill. I mean, Waddle had two catches for 39 yards. So they, they, they controlled him. And the Bengals trio, though, you know, didn't get as much, you know, everybody's talking about the twosome that the, the Dolphins had. How about the Bengals trio? Higgins, he's, they're playing, they're doubling uh, Jamar Chase, and they're doubling Tyler Boyd in the slot. They're letting Higgins uh, play uh, man coverage out there on Howard. And so they just... When Joe Burrow saw that, here we go. I'm, you're, you're the guy. You're, you're the one that gets man coverage. you got to win, Burrow. Go out there and win on your routes. Seven catches, 124 yards, 59-yard touchdown. So he has a big explosive play. Tyler Boyd uh, has a pass completion of 23 yards on the backward pass, the double pass. Then he has a catch for 43. Chase catches the ball from Boyd for 23 yards. He has another catch for 36. So he has four catches for 81 yards. He averaged over 20 yards a catch. He had the best yards per catch average, you know, on the night. So the trio 
was better than the duo. And I think that was a big factor in the outcome of the football game. Dave, as a former offensive lineman, you had to be excited on that first drive with the touchdown as the offensive line would not be denied and got Joe Mixon into the end zone. No doubt, Dave. Five-yard touchdown run was like a, you know, Joe Mixon body stirred the offensive line well into the end zone. I mean, it was a, you know, it was probably a 12-yard run when you count the seven yards into the end zone. Uh, by the time the whole surge ended, they were more than halfway into the end zone. So that was that was a thing of beauty, and there was a carryover because uh, at the end of the of, of the prior game, they decided to go big and they put Adenogy in there at the tight end, and they put in. Two other tight ends, they have 13 package, one running back, three tight ends, one of them an extra offensive lineman, 6-0 lineman. And they get the ball with about 10 minutes to go in the victory last week, and they ran 12 plays and uh, in eight, eight minutes of the clock. I, they, were, they were trying to run all 10 minutes off the clock and take a knee in the victory formation. That was their goal, and they came up short. They missed a 41-yard field goal, but P. Ryan ran it eight times in that drive averaged over five yards a carry, and they just pounded people and it carried over into that first drive when they were in third and one and then, you know, the third and one at the goal line where they just cruised into the end zone like that, like a tidal wave, and they, they converted. They had five third and ones. They converted every one of them. Uh, but the disappointing thing, Dave, still, that was good look, uh, low red zone running, but they got stuffed on, on a low red zone run on fourth and one, uh, they get they, they they get stopped on third one. They're going to have to do a more consistent job on that uh, low red zone running. There's no question about that. But um, on third down, the, the Bengals ended up uh, being let's see uh, eight eight for fifteen on third down, and the first three third downs were all third and one. They converted all they converted their first five third down conversions. All five of those were third and one. So you get yourself in that kind of a situation, you're going to be in, in pretty good shape. But they had third and goal at the uh, at the one yard line, didn't get it done. And uh, third and goal at the two yard line, they threw the football and had the touchdown pass to Hurst. That's a guy I'd like to mention as well, Dave. You know, you talk about the trio at the wide receiver position. I was interested t- t- tonight to see who was going to have the better game, uh, Gesicki or or Hurst. Because, you know, you get these receivers that are going to get garner a lot of attention. Tight end could step up big for you. Hurst numbers aren't huge. Three catches for 27 yards. But that 19-yard catch he had where it was third down and Joe hits him on a little three-yard route and he, and he busted for 16 more yards after catch, real physical, got up all psyched up. The crowd was going nuts. His teammates were feeding off of it. He has the two-yard touchdown catch. His catches, all three of his catches were really important. And I thought he stepped up and had a football game as well that uh, you know that he could be proud of. And I think he's I think he, his arrow is going up. I think he's improving every week and getting more and more comfortable and familiar with what they want out of him offensively. You're in the trenches with Dave Lapham talking about the Bengals' big 27-15 win to move the two and two on the season. And Dave, I agree with you totally on Hayden Hurst. Uh, man, I'm excited to see what he's going to bring the rest of the season because. He can be explosive. He's got that quick twitch. That's what we've been told about him. That's what we've seen. Now you're starting to see it on the field in games. That brings me to this, Dave. At the beginning of the preseason, we knew the starters were not going to play any. This team looks like it's now in the NFL. It's in that mode of it's the season now. It took them a little while. A little sluggish week one, week two, and it kind of suffered a little bit with the two losses. But it looks like things are starting to rev up. Joe Burrow. 
starting to get more of that timing tonight. 20 of 31, 282, two touchdowns, one sack. That has to be encouraging as they get a few extra days off before they go into AFC North play against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's going to be a massive game in Baltimore. Sunday night football, all three of the division games are on the road and they're all nationally televised. Sunday night, Monday night, I mean, it's, it's going to be crazy. So this, this is the first one. And, uh, and, and, and Lamar Jackson basically said, I'm betting on myself. And he put all the chips in the middle of the table. He's, uh, he's, he's, his value is going up on a weekly basis. This guy has accounted for 12 touchdowns in the first three games of the season, 10 passing, two rushing. It's more touchdowns than all but one team in the NFL has scored. I mean, unbelievable. This guy is just putting the team on his shoulders and saying, you know, follow me, because defensively, uncharacteristically, they're struggling, particularly in the back end. Look at the way Miami took them apart. Down 21 points in the fourth quarter, they blew coverages and, you know, big touchdowns allowed. They gave up to Hill and Waddle, and, and they lose that football game. So, you know, the, the Bengals' uh, defense is going to have to – Lou Anarumo is going to have to come up with another gem. I mean, he's, he'll be creative now. And he's got, you know, Sam Hubbard's of the world that he can uh, play positionless football. He had him playing at the linebacker position, spying Lamar Jackson in the past. He's had Logan Wilson spying him. He's had Akeem Davis Gator spying him. He's got a bunch of guys that he can utilize to spy him at that level. And he can even put like a Von Bell, you know, um, you have to make sure that not only uh, can you run with him, you have to be able to get him on the ground. And he's got multiple guys that he can do that with, so... He's had five defensive lineman packages against the, the Ravens to control Lamar Jackson's uh, running game and make him throw the football. He's thrown the football very well this year. It's going to be very interesting to see what he comes up with, the creativity, the versatility, uh, how he's going to move his chess pieces of positionless players around, give Lamar Jackson one look pre-snap, another look totally uh, different on post-snap because he doesn't have to substitute to uh, give him these different looks because these guys can do so many different things because of their athleticism and their versatility of the athleticism. It's going to be very interesting. But offensively, they're going to have to be more consistent, Dave. And it might be it, it might be a shootout. I mean, Lamar Jackson, the way he's playing, you know, you, you might have to win a game, you know, 28-24, uh, something like that. So, um, but this this defensive football team is, is fun to watch. And when when you look at it, the one thing in four football games, that's 16 quarters, actually almost 17 quarters because of overtime. So almost 17 quarters of football, they've played backups all but almost two quarters. Because, you know, Tua goes down before the second quarter's over, about five minutes left in the second quarter. Other than that quarter and, you know, in, in 10 minutes, 25 minutes of football, uh, I should say, uh, uh, yeah, 25 minutes of football, it's been backups all the rest of the time. So now you're going to go against an MVP candidate. And that's a different deal. That's a different ball game. And so they're going to have to really sharpen their, uh, sharpen their, their game plan, sharpen their execution, sharpen everything, because you're going to go into Baltimore and play a guy that's, uh, that's playing for his contractual life. <laughs> Dave, one thing I saw tonight on defense, let's stay there, was the play of some of the younger guys. You get into Cam Sample, Gunter, Carter, Osei. I mean, those guys are stepping forward, making some plays here and there. That that plays a big role in the overall success of this defense. 
There's no question. I mean, the, the more players you have in a rotation, the fresher you can keep your players, the better off you're going to be. There's no doubt about it. I mean, plus the fact that at some point in time, you hope it's not going to be a catastrophe in terms of an injury, but guys are going to get nicked up. And guys, you know, you hope you don't have a situation like you've already had with DJ Reader. He's going to be out, you know, who knows, a month. Who knows how many games it's going to be. Maybe it'll be all the way to the bye week. Maybe they'll get him for the final nine games of the season, eight games in the bye, or it's nine games in the bye. It's almost at the midpoint. Uh, it's either, you know, eight or nine games because there's 17 now, an odd number. But so now you're looking at maybe not having him back until then. Well, that's a, that's a significant loss. But other guys stepped up tonight, and if everybody does a little, nobody has to do a lot, you know, and, and keep guys fresh and uh, more guys that contribute to the cause, the better off you're going to be. And then when DJ Reader comes back, now you've got guys that, uh, oh, man, DJ can still play at a high level, and you've got these other guys that now have some snaps under their belt. They understand what the NFL's uh, all about, and now you can trust them to go in there and play if they need to. Now all of a sudden you got yourself a much deeper football team that uh, you know can, can, can do things for you as the season grinds along because it gets to be a long season for sure. You are in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. If you're looking for a new career, be sure to check out FirstStarLogistics.com. One of the best places in the Cincinnati area to work with. Dave, your final thoughts before we let you go. And you get to have a weekend, a Sunday. No football for you. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I'll be watching uh, grandkids uh, playing soccer and volleyball and all those kind of things. And uh, some flag football. I'll be watching my, my other grandson play some flag football. So it'll be, uh, it'll be kitty sports. You sports will be a lot of fun. Uh, be, be, be checking out the, uh, the four of them doing their thing over the weekend so that'll be good uh final thought i guess would be um you know you're, you're in a situation where you start off 0-2 and, and and joe burrow said folks let's let's you know relax take it easy you know we're going to be fine it, was, it reminded everybody of the aaron Rodgers, famous r-e-l-a-x relax you know and and joe was right um you know here here they are they're 0-2 and they lose a big division game that uh shouldn't have really lost there's there's no way they they uh they could have won that football game as poorly as they played and you know there's a tendency to go back and say oh man what if what if in week one and week two well you can't you can't go in the past you have to stay in the present and now go to the future when the present's done you've won two football games in five days it's hard to win football games in the nfl in over five day period you get two victories under your belt that's something to feel good about now you get the long weekend off and, and you go play a, a, a big division game. You're 0-1 in the division. You have to go to Baltimore and uh, and win a game there and, and even up the division uh, situation record-wise because that's that's the big thing. You have to – the easiest way to qualify for the playoffs is to win the division. If you get into tiebreakers with wild card games and teams and all that stuff, you know, now you're, now you're playing uh, – you're not controlling your own destiny. You got other things going on. You got other teams. Boy, I hope this team outscores that team because, boy, we need that to happen for this tiebreaker. Just win your division, and then you're you're in the playoffs. So, you know that's what you have to focus on and uh, and get back on track that way. But here they are. There's not there's not one team that doesn't have a loss in the AFC after four games. Not one. There's only one team in all of football at this stage. We're going into Sunday's action. Uh, that's the Philadelphia Eagles that, that haven't lost a football game. 
So in the NFL, truly, anybody can beat anybody. And uh, the Bengals are a good example of that. And, you know, if you don't take care of uh, business, if you don't, if you don't uh, take advantage of uh, – if you don't make plays and keep stubbing your toe and making mistakes, you know, you're going to lose football games. So bottom line is um, it, it, was, it was a trying start, to say the least, but they faced the adversity, they stared it down, and they've uh, worked their way back to even Steven, and, uh, and it'll go from there a little mini bye week, a little rest and recovery. The team has Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. I'm sure some guys will be traveling. Some guys will be taking that mini bye and going back home and seeing family and all that good stuff. So I'm old school, Dave. I divide the season, even though it's 17 games, I still divide it into four quarters. So after the first quarter, uh, they're 500. You know, they're two and two, even Steven. Not, not really haven't, uh, haven't accomplished necessarily what you want to accomplish, but you're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. You're still alive. You're still breathing. You've got three quarters left. And uh, at halftime, at the midpoint of the season, at that bye week, make sure you're, you've got your head above water and you're in good position to finish things in the second half of the season and, and win that division and get into the playoffs and then try to defend your AFC championship and then uh, go to Super Bowl 57, see if you can win it. Dave, I'm going to let you go on this because if I didn't ask this, I know fans would be upset. One of your keys was the fans. We always expect the nation of the Bengals to come out, especially for a night game, national game. They did that. And then you add in all the excitement of the the white tiger, the stadium, the field, the white helmets, and then the ring of honor with Isaac Curtis and Willie Anderson. Uh Talk about Bengal Nation coming out and, and being that 12th man. It was huge. The, uh, you know, you, you got a situation, <clears throat> excuse me, where the Miami Dolphins had to burn two timeouts in the first quarter of the football game because of crowd noise. And when Von Bell had his interceptions, Zach Taylor, when I was doing the postgame show with him, he said, we were having trouble communicating our calls because the fans were going so crazy about the turnovers, the interceptions said it was like unbelievable as a playoff atmosphere and i've been in both sides of that i've been in a situation at home where the fan is the fans are going crazy like super bowl 16 season and i'm, I'm telling you the adrenaline rush you get out of that you feel like you can lift the stadium i mean it's, you, you feel like you're superman on the flip side of that when you're experiencing it as the as the visiting team like the dolphins were tonight it's, it's almost like you have what's called tinnitus or whatever with that buzzing in your ears. You're kind, of, you're kind of disoriented. You really can't hear, and, you know, your brain's not functioning right. It, you almost get that kind of feeling. It's almost hard to operate. It, it, it's, there's so much to, 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 to overcome to try to stay focused. You certainly can't be laser-focused, and it was a huge factor, huge factor in the football game. And, uh, yeah, everybody – I know everybody in the locker room, all the players were saying it was incredible. The atmosphere there tonight was incredible. I thought the uh, the all-white uniforms with the white helmets was a clean, crisp look. I thought they looked fast in those, in those uniforms. It was, it, was, uh, it was an interesting dynamic. And then to have you know two guys that I have a healthy dose of respect for going to the ring of honor, Isaac Curtis, pure class. This guy was, was just every sense of the word as an athlete, as a human being, uh, just pure class. And, and uh, Isaac goes in, and, and Willie Anderson, dominant right tackle of his era, goes in as well. I mean, it was a great night, great night for the fans. 
I'm glad that uh, the Bengals pulled out a victory on national television uh, when the guys went into the Ring of Honor and wearing the, uh, the all-white uniforms, introducing those white helmets. It was a good night all the way around for Bengals fans, there's no question. He is Dave Lapham. You have been in the trenches with Dave Lapham following the Bengals' big 27-15 win. In the Trenches is brought to you by First Star Logistics. If you're looking for a new career, be sure to check out FirstStarLogistics.com. We want to thank everybody who comes to In the Trenches for their following. Subscribe, hit the like button. Uh, Dave, let you know, we are over 7,000 subscribers and growing. And we want to thank everybody who takes the time to visit In the Trenches with Dave Lapham. For Dave Lapham, this is Dave Burke. At First Star Logistics, we're a very strict company that really puts the pressure on our employees. Brakes? What are those? That's what I'm talking about, Icky. Get the body right, then the mind's right. You yeah, know. you know, you gotta get that body right. That's right. right. Yes, sir. Become a star with a chance to earn the highest commission percentages in the industry as a freight broker agent. Check out FirstStarLogistics.com.